apologize. That's some breaking news. We'll hit you with that in a little bit. Um, but I thought this was interesting. I'll, uh, I'll wait Joe's reaction, whether or not he thinks this is a big deal. Okay. A bunch of Congress people being asked whether or not they knew we had soldiers in Niger, where we had four soldiers die recently. I think it's important for the American people, as well as as a member of Congress, to hold the administration accountable to answer the larger question here of exactly what are we doing in Niger? Why are our soldiers, our service members on the ground there? And how does that fit into this quote-unquote war on terror? Did you know, Senator, that there are almost a thousand U.S. troops deployed in Niger? No, I did not. But I didn't know there was a thousand troops in Niger. Did you know? How many men and women were on the ground in Niger and what they're doing there? I did not. Americans should know what's going on in Niger. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They should know what caused the deaths of four brave young Americans. And you heard Senator Graham there. He didn't know we had a thousand troops in Niger. Did you? Uh, no, I did not. And I am really appreciative of the fact that our chairman, Senator McCain, has said, we need to find out what's going on. Where are all our troops and what are they doing and what happened in this particular tragedy? All right, this goes on for, Did you know, um, two um, of your um, colleagues, um, Chuck, for a minute and a half with a whole bunch of people. And some of those names you recognize as I'd, people that really should know, like Lindsey Graham and John McCain. I'd gladly listen to the whole thing. I was riveted. It's pretty interesting, isn't it? It... This seem, just seems like such Roman Empire stuff or British Empire stuff, where you got troops around the. Not only does the populace not paying attention to money being spent and uh, uh, overseas ventures engaged in, not only is the public not paying attention, freaking government's not paying attention. Do you think I'd come off as more educated if I said stuff like, "This is like the end of the Mongolian Empire." Perhaps. With Mongolian instead of Roman, probably. Okay, I would have to. I would have to think. I'll take Let his me, word for it. Let me make myself a note. <laughs> Refer to Mongolian <laughs> Empire. I will tell you this in reaction. You were looking for my reaction. Here it is. The whole making a big deal over what happened to those four guys, and the whole. I mean, the unspeakably moronic. It's Trump's Benghazi narrative, which lasted for about a cup of coffee. Um, I think all of that stuff is is overblown. We have guys in dangerous parts of the world helping local governments uh, beat back uh, violent Islamic fundamentalists. And and I knew that, um, and everybody knows that, if they're paying attention. On the other hand, 800 guys in Niger, 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 um, and the fact that Senators don't even know it, and our obligations and and um, engagements and you know agreements have have gotten so extensive you can't even keep track of them all. Yeah, that's a big story, and that's a really interesting story. Lindsey Graham doesn't know. That's amazing. He he spends his life on this stuff. John McCain uh, doesn't understand exactly what they were trying to accomplish, or so he says. Um, I heard one person point out, I wish I could remember who it was, but who said one of the tricks that they play is uh, now in Africa, we've got 600 in this country, 1,000 in that country, 800 in that country, and th- that's the way we, we, we announce it. And so people don't pay much attention in government or out. But they move around once they're there, once they're sent there, that's they're deployed to. We, we can have thousands and thousands massed in one place at any given time, mm. that, and it's not reported that way. Nah, they're not stationed in Chad, for instance. Right. So you can end up with, because I think we have six, 8,000 total in northern Africa, 
at what point are they in any one country? Well, if they were, then that's going to make the newspaper. We have 8,000 troops in wherever. Right. That's going to make the newspaper. But if you have you know, six, 800 here, 800 there, uh, it doesn't get much attention. Well, who's playing that game and for what purpose? Well, yeah, that's the interesting question to me because Lindsey Graham said the other day the fight has moved to Africa. If that's true, and it seems to be, uh, what's going on? Well, who's playing? I, I would like to know. I would be interested. I'm not automatically against it. I don't think there's any reason to hide it. No. Well, yeah, I don't want it hidden at all. Um, who's, whose idea is the game of spreading them out so it doesn't get much of attention? Who's, whose idea is that, and for what mm. purpose? What are you trying to hide from us? Are you, if you're you trying to that? hide it from the fundamentalists? No, I don't think the so. The lunatics? Because they, they know. I suppose it could be, but they, I don't well, think they that's got, it. They got plenty of intelligence. You know, Half the people there are on their side. They had enough intelligence to ambush our guys and kill them all. Right. Um, Yeah, yeah, I don't know. I I feel like they're trying, somebody's trying to fool us about something. Yeah, I would say if the war on terror has moved to Africa, we should all be aware of that and be discussing it. Is that all part of the 9-11, whatever that agreement was that got passed 16 years ago, 15 years ago? Is that all part of that? I guess so. Now, the I, WOT is unquestionably the term people use, but you know how much I hate it. War on terror. Yeah, it's, it's ridiculous. Because it's, it's childlike. Well, if you if you if you if you're put in charge of fighting a war on terror, you get to do anything anywhere forever. It's a war on a tactic. Because it's never going to end. Yeah. It's all kinds of different people, and it happens everywhere in the world. So it's uh, close to a blank check if there is such a thing. Um, I found that really interesting. Who, who put that together, Sean? Do you know? Uh, most of those were from CNN, but that was from one of the uh, the audio kind of aggregator sites yeah. that we have. Uh, just, and, go ahead, sorry. Just clearly somebody put that together to make the point. Yeah, yeah, and well done. Do you have it still queued up? Uh, no, but I could jump into approximately where we were. And just indulge me. I just I want to hear a little more of it. Um. All right. Yeah. Here we go. Trips in Niger. Did you? Uh, no, I did not. And I am really appreciative of the fact that our chairman, Senator McCain, has said, we need to find out what's going on. Where are all our troops and what are they doing and what happened in this particular tragedy? Did you know, two of your colleagues, Chuck Schumer and uh, Lindsey Graham, both said they were surprised to learn there were basically close to a thousand American troops in Niger. Was that a revelation to you as well? Yes. Yes, it was, and that's why I think what uh, this points out is that there are troops, and and more and more we're using our special troops to go to a lot of different places that we don't know about, and so this points out how we need to find out a heck of a lot more about what's happening. And remove whoever that is from office, for lack of intelligence. (laughs) She's from Hawaii, I believe. She makes Susan Collins sound like Madame Curie. Good Lord. Who was that half with? Madam Curie. I'm trying to come up with a smart lady right off the top of my head. I mean. Oh, God. So is Susan Collins from Maine on that montage? And I don't think we should have soldiers who. Listen, I've lost patience, all right? Send me an email. Oh, patrol with the 
The local. Oh, God. Please <laughs> kill me now. You're talking to an empty room. I <laughs> left me five now. minutes I'm ago. I'm leaving. <laughs> Talk if you want. I'm leaving. Oh, uh, boy. We have a guest coming up. Somebody who's writing about the tunnel discovered on the moon. Moon tunnels. Which, apparently, we've been looking for or hoping for since we first explored the moon, because that's the key to building a moon colony. Well, and that's where Neil Armstrong reported the moon men had leapt out of to attack them I in guess, 69. I have not heard that. I have sources. <laughs> so, and of course, having a colony on the moon is key to the whole mission to Mars, which I'm very oh, excited that's about. that's right. Yeah. Yes. Stay tuned for all that coming up on the Armstrong and Getty Show. It's a marvelous night for a moon dance With the stars up above in your eyes A fantabulous night Maybe it's the air I grew up in, I don't know the going to the, We were going to the moon all the time Sure, I'm really excited about this mission to Mars That uh, keeps getting talked about And then I read over the weekend We discovered a tunnel on the moon yeah, there are some really, really interesting things going on in terms of exploring the cosmos. And uh, Avi Selk, staff writer for the Washington Post, uh, had a piece over the weekend that uh, is funny. Jack and I both reacted in the same way. Cool! I mean, the little boy, the little girl in all of us uh, can't help but react to the discovery of what appear to be huge tunnels, or at least a tunnel on the moon. Avi Selk joins us now. Avi, how are you? I'm good. Really happy to be with you. Uh, thank you. You know, enjoyed the article very much, and uh, it took several different uh, scientists and, and missions to, to build on each other to figure out what they figured out. Tell us about it. Yeah, in a way, it's a search that's actually been going on since, uh, like, the original moon landings. Um, so there's there's always been this theory floating around in the scientific community that there might be all sorts of neat tunnels, like huge miles-long tunnels and giant caves underneath the moon. Um, the way they would have got there is the way that some of them got here on Earth, which is basically volcanoes and lava through things that I won't really get into too much detail, but basically lava sort of forming gigantic tunnels under the, underneath the Earth. So, you know, obviously we went to the moon in, in the 60s and 70s and we're all over the surface, um, but nobody was ever able to find any evidence of these hypothetical tunnels. Um, and people really, really wanted to find them for a couple of reasons. One, if we ever hope or want to one day, you know, build some sort of base or colony on the moon, one of the huge problems is that the moon is constantly getting bombarded with, you know, debris from space, with radiation. There are these wild temperature swings where it's like, fiery hot in the day and then just beyond freezing at night and if you have a nice tunnel underground sounds like needles nevada <laughs> yeah yeah uh-huh. it's probably maybe maybe not quite as bad maybe a little worse <laughs> uh, uh, but you can find like all these papers of like scientists saying like oh, if we could find one of these things you know we could like pave the floor out we could we could set up like little tent cities for 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 colonists and, and scientists and they'd be protected and the temperature would be a, a relatively balmy you know minus 20 degrees or something um but you know we, we we leave the moon we never go back nobody's found the tunnels um so what happens is uh i think the first sighting was the japanese uh send a an unmanned space probe up to orbit the moon in i think 2007 about 10 years ago and one of the pictures that captures is of this like very big deep hole and they start thinking well you know maybe that's the tunnel um, it takes 
a few more years and other missions and other robots and probes to eventually like they go so far as there's an American probe that does uh, fancy things with with fluctuations in gravity to sort of map out the underground topography of the moon and it finds something long and hollow in that general area. And then the Japanese probe again um, more recently starts beaming down radar waves under the spot. And again, without pretending to know any more about the science than I actually do, some very, very smart Japanese and American scientists, by analyzing the echo patterns that come back, confirmed in a paper that was published, uh, I think just last week, that that big hole is indeed the entrance to a 30-mile-long tunnel. 30 miles Um, long! mm -hmm. Avi Selk of the uh, Washington Post is online. So, Avi... uh, Judging by the people you've talked to, is is the presence of that tunnel, if indeed it it's, turns out to be true, and it sure seems like they've uh, confirmed it several different ways, is that, how would you characterize it as a, a good solid step, a, a really big step, or like an immeasurably important step toward the idea of a moon colony? How important is it? I'm probably not the best person to ask about that. If make it's, something it's up. It's top radio. A giant leap. Um, make something up. Uh, <laughs> I mean, the big question is, like, do we even want to go back to the moon, right? So, so there's, and I could get into details here, but there's this whole debate in the, in, you know, the, the astronomy community is, do we want to aim for Mars or do we want to go back to the moon? Aiming for Mars is much harder and will take longer, but we've never been there before. Whereas we've been to the moon and kind of, you know, had a look around and, the question is sort of like, why? Why would we want to go back to the moon? Um, so we can blast off from it to go to Mars, is my understanding of it. Yeah, that's that's one idea. And yeah. and another thing is that is that now that we know that, at least have proof, that there may be a very extensive underground system of caves. Um, and, and when you go into those caves, you might find preserved, you know, rocks that have not been bombarded by, by meteors and stuff for the last God knows how many eons. They might be like pristinely preserved evidence of the way the moon looked millions of years ago, hmm. which is important because we really don't know where the moon came from exactly. There's some good theories that it, it may be like a giant chunk of Earth or Earth collided with another planet, you know, many, many, many years ago and eventually turned into the moon, but we don't know a lot of that stuff. So now that we know that it's not just what you see above the moon, but there's there's stuff under it, maybe that'll intrigue some people into wanting to go back. Maybe the fact that it's now possibly a little easier to build a base, that'll make some people want to go back. I think one cool thing about going again, even if they did the same thing they did in 1972 or whenever, um, the technology for, uh, for cameras and transmission of uh, video and audio would be so much better now. I'm, I'm guessing you'd be looking at like an HD color, you know, as opposed to the scratchy old black and white. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah, I don't, yeah, I don't know if it's like 1080p or anything, you know, uh, better be. TV, but it's, it's <laughs> I'm a taxpayer. Had, yeah. um, <laughs> uh, is the center of the moon hot or cold? Is there any warmth in there? Or is it a dead cold little chunk of something? You know, here, and I'm going to have to admit my, my, the again, extent of my knowledge again, of the moon. Make something, it was at you know, one point. You know well, how yeah. often people are called to account on talk radio? Never. <laughs> Again, if yeah. there if there was lava at one point, I, I think there probably continues to be, but what the hell do I know? You guys are uh, talking out your ass. Avi Selk, uh, let's t- take it easy there, all right? Avi Selk of the Washington Post. Avi, again, well done on the yeah. article. It was really intriguing stuff, and it's it's good to talk to you. Thank you. 
Thanks so much for having me. Oh, it's our pleasure. Um, <laughs> I'm guessing yes. I'm saying yes. There is still volcanic activity. <laughs> still hot in the middle, at or the just core, the hot, hot core of the moon. You ever been in a lava tube? I have not. Uh, I have. There's a there's a big one near Bend, Oregon. Um, that's uh, amazing. It's oh, my kids would love that. Oh yeah. Well, there are a lot of reasons to go up to that area with kids. It's fabulous, but um. It's a, it's a huge, very, very long tube. It's that one I can't remember. It's a couple of miles long, but it gets narrower and narrower and narrower. And 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 depending on how claustrophobic you are, either say, "Honey, uh, I say we turn around," then you go out. Um, but it is amazingly sheltering. It's the same temperature all the time, no matter what's going on outside. And you know, obviously, it, it blocks you from radiation, getting pelted with rocks from space and all. And I mean, that's that's where we'd build our moon colony. 30-mile tunnel in the moon, and you'd be seeing uh, rocks, you know, ancient stuff. Hasn't been touched by anything. That'd be, that'd be wild. Moon man skeletons, needless to say. Yeah, it's, it's, I don't know. If, if, you, if we went to the moon again, it, 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 uh, my reaction might be, I don't know, I, I might watch it, or is there something else on TV that night? Oh, no. I don't know. No. No. How dare you? I would be into it every single second. I know second. my kids would sure be into it. And, and honestly, I say this as a man with a Ph.D. in astroph... That's right. I took one class on astronomy. Um, the idea of, no, what's the point in going back to the moon, ignores, you know, 40, going on 50 years of scientific progress. Of what we can learn and, and see and, and, and assess. And he says, finding different synonyms for the same thing. <laughs> and look at. And, and gather. <laughs> and observe. And uh, uh, methodologically assess. I said assess once. I'll tell you what, there'd be a huge argument. Because there's no way you're sending white males to the moon to walk around on the moon. No oh, way. for God's sake. So it, that's going to... Oh, I guarantee you've, you've you... queered it. I guarantee you, just you queered it. that would be a big part of the whole thing. We need more diversity on the moon. No, we need astronauts on the moon. Are you an no. astronaut? You can go. It we need really scientists who don't puke when the world around. That's what we need. That's are, what astronauts are. World around. Are right. you one of those? <laughs> right. I don't care... What you look like or who you love or where your great-great-granddad came from. Are you super good at science, and can we turn you upside down and whip you about, and you don't puke? Now, how effing incredible would it be to have some sort of live moon broadcast where they lowered the fellas you down? You want to send DJs to the moon <laughs> to do yeah. a remote. That's Come. right, G. <laughs> or play-by-play, play, man. Pukers. Now the astronauts are descending into the crater. This is unbelievable. Come spin the prize wheel. Uh, get a bumper sticker. <laughs> so, But no, seriously. So they're, it's this high def. And you've got them lowering the uh, the astronauts into the crater. Down, 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 down. Then you'd probably pause for a commercial break. It'd take a while. But then they're ready to enter the 30-mile-long moon cavern. Mm-hmm. And, right and you'd as- be watching it. And right as they do it, the amorphous blob just jumps out and latches onto their face. And then the feed cuts out. Oh, what happened? Yeah. <laughs> right, exactly. It'd be great. Instead of an American flag, that would be some sort of sponsored flag, like a Coca-Cola or yeah. something like that. Whatever. Put it down. Yeah, Verizon Wireless. Right. <laughs> Welcome to the Verizon Wireless Moon Crater. Um, but but they'd have GoPros on, and we'd be watching. Oh, yeah, it'd be, that'd be awesome. Oh, My come kids on. What would that cost us? Less couple than a hundred bucks. Um, <laughs> less than a lot of government programs that do nothing. Yeah, no kidding. Um, 
and 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 then of course you build your moon base and by the time our our kids have little kids or maybe the next generation beyond that we're blasting off rockets to mars it's routinely it is pretty interesting to have young children that i explain to them that we've been to the moon but a long 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 time ago yeah I mean, that doesn't really make any sense. The greatest achievement in mankind happened many decades before you were born, and we haven't done anything close to that since. Why? Well, there's all kinds of reasons. Yeah, there are all kinds of reasons. I blame Jimmy Carter. (laughs) Malaise. That's right. That's all about. That's right. Uh, It's amazing that no other country's been there yet. I was going to ask him about that. Uh, India, is that uh, the country that's next trying to really get there? Other people want to get to the moon to show that they can do it. Nobody else has done it. Well, the Russians have a really good space program. I sure. The Chinese have talked about going yeah. to the moon yeah. and claiming it as their own, by the way. China! We're taking yes, down our yes, flag. Yes, Mr. President. Right, knocking down our flag. Oh, my God, would that piss us off? Oh, yeah. I would not do that. They're saying old President Xi is the most powerful Chinese leader since Mao, who is responsible for at least 100 million deaths, by the way. Uh, but So now Xi's the man. I'll bet he wants to go to the moon and kick over our flag. Mm, fighting words. So I'm telling you. Me no likey. I, I just, <laughs> I love the idea of going back to the moon. Love it. Uh, what's coming up in your news, Marsha Phillips? Yeah, the Chinese are going to have to find that movie set first if they want to recreate the moon landing. Let me tell you. All right. All right, All baby. Right. Whatever. Will they break bread or heads later today? The battle between President Trump and Republican Senator Corker running right up to that lunch dealing with tax reform. And you got the U.S. inviting the Taliban to join the Afghan government. And the piano man is a father again. Sorry, it's coming up minutes from now. Armstrong and Getty. Bill O'Reilly has apologized for something he said earlier. We should play that clip again of him screaming at the New York Times. It's pretty good. Stay tuned to the Armstrong and Getty Show. this article how much inconvenience can people put up with when it comes to flying before they'll actually stop flying as much boy the airlines are certainly testing that aren't they yeah seems to be their little experiment how uncomfortable and expensive and everything can we make it before you'll change your ways so far has that any effect on me not really Mm, no i guess not if you gotta go somewhere you gotta go somewhere right Get the news now with Marsha Phillips. Uh, House Speaker Paul Ryan is trying to restore order and call for a timeout. Ryan is saying everybody needs to forget about President Trump's latest Twitter fight and focus instead on cutting taxes. But that is going to be really hard to do with the feud between Republican Senator Bob Corker and President Trump continuing to explode throughout the morning. Talking with reporters yet again, Corker suggesting Trump start acting like a commander-in-chief. For young people to be watching, uh, not only here in our country, but around the world, uh, someone of this uh, mentality or um, as President of the United States is something that is, I think, debasing to our country. And In a series of interviews and tweets this morning, Corker accused Trump being an utterly untruthful president and said he hoped for more from the president. You would think he would aspire to, to be the president of the United States and act like a president of the United States, but, uh, you know, that's just not going to be the case, apparently. And well, so, I mean, what what is what is he doing other than just engaging in the, the personal back and forth? 
Whoa, who, little Bob Corker? Little Bob Corker. Yeah. What do you want him to do? Um, and unless you're going to say, just state this guy's not fit to be president, and he needs to be removed, or we need to run somebody against him, or something like that. Hmm. I don't know what you're doing, other than just firing back out of your own. He yelled at me. He said something mean to me. I'm going to say something mean back. I mean, what is he co- accomplishing? Don't bitch lead. Is yeah, that what you're saying. Yeah, propose something. Yeah. yeah, I guess. I don't know. Well, the- somebody makes you mad. You have the right to say it makes me mad. It would be better if he came up with something statesmanlike, I guess. But The uh, GOP uh, luncheon uh, sit-down to talk about tax reform coming up at 10 o'clock our time. They're going to get together behind uh, closed doors, and as far as we know, Corker and Trump are both going to be there. Oh, we'll see if there's going to be the sound of breaking China and, uh, you know. <laughs> oh, man. Will Trump say something unfortunate and Corker sh- shoot back? He never does in person, does he? Uh, Other than the debate uh, stage, no, no, no. Well, no, Occasionally, he'll make a uh, yeah. offhand comment about. Of course, you know, a few seats down, they're not quite so friendly. <laughs> no, that's right. That's, that's right. Sort of thing, yeah. Secretary of State Rex Tillerson is working, or rather, says they're willing to work with moderate Taliban members if they renounce violence. Tillerson in Afghanistan. There are, we believe, moderate voices among the Taliban. Voices that do not want to continue to fight forever. They don't want their children to fight forever. So we're looking to engage with those voices and have them engage in a reconciliation process leading to a peace process. Tillerson is saying there could be a place in the Afghan government for Taliban members. There's a place for them in the government if they're ready to come renouncing terrorism, renouncing violence, and being committed to a, a stable, prosperous Afghanistan. It sounds like a peace with honor move to me. So they announced, we renounce terrorism. Yeah. Good, good, glad to hear it. Well, yeah. we're out. Right. Like they're going to stick to that, like they mean it. Yeah, yeah. And the, the whole concept of a national government, a lot of these Taliban guys are thinking, why am I going to invest all my time and effort and, and stick my neck out to join that? We don't want one. Yeah, they're fighting to the death to, to keep that from happening. Right. Right, yeah. Our our tribe and our village is fine in our valley. Over there in the other valley, they're a bunch of weirdos. We don't want nothing to do with them. <laughs> Congratulations to the piano man. He is now a father of three. Billy Joel says his third daughter, Remy Ann Joel, was born on Sunday night at New York Hospital. It's the second daughter for the 68-year-old Joel and his 35-year-old wife, Alexis. The company's also got a two-year-old named Della Rose. And it turns out the website is saying that Joel's oldest daughter, 31-year-old Alexa Joel, was at her father's side for the delivery. Two-year-old and a newborn? Yep. That's, a, that's what I had. That's a lot of work. And for he's a 68-year-old. Six, 68. <laughs> well, come on now. Billy's probably got a staff of many to take care of uh, anything that might come up in the middle of the night. Certainly. Yes, his roadies take care of the kids. <laughs> Meanwhile, the Dodgers <laughs> play roadies. their... They're first Same guys that lift the amplifiers. <laughs> here, come here. Here's how you coil the cord, youngster. <laughs> Dodgers are playing their first World Series game in 29 years tonight. They're hosting the Astros in yes, Game Steve One. Yes, Steve Garvey, Oral Hershiser, and it, <laughs> and it could be the hottest World Series ever. It's going to be 100 degrees. Just about the uh, time of the first pitch at Craig Dodgers Bicio, Stadium. Nolan Ryan. 
there. See? Hey, <laughs> or was he always just the Ranger? No, Nolan Ryan was with the Astros. Oh, yeah. Wasn't oh, yeah. 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 Jeff Bagwell. That's a good one. <laughs> Does uh, did the, the Houston Astros still have the awful uniforms? They've had some of the worst uniforms in all of sports for many years. Uh, not as bad as they have been in the past, but okay. you are correct. They have oh. had some historically all-time. Oh. <laughs> Terrible hats, colors, all kinds of things. Get ready for yeah. the hopes of Houston after <laughs> oh. the devastation of the hurricane. Narratives. Until you're ready to puke. Especially when they go to Houston. Yeah. yeah. For game three or whenever they go over. <clears> yeah. <throat> that'll be that'll be rough. <laughs> First pitch is going to be at 5 p.m. 100 degrees. Yes. For the the World Series. Yes. Well, the Man, board. I'm used to seeing people huddled up in yeah. in parkas with blankets where you see their breath, their snow flurries have fallen, some poor pitchers trying to grip the baseball out there. It's going to be like August. Yeah. That's a wrap. That's your news. I'm Marshall Phillips, the Armstrong and Getty Show, the voice of the West. So Bill O'Reilly went to the New York Times building and screamed at them about their story they ran on the front page Sunday. Um, Screaming. We'll play that for you in a little bit. Well, he's issued an apology, which is kind of interesting, that just came out. Good for 68-year-old Billy Joel. So when the kid graduates high school, he'll be 86? Yeah. All right. Maybe you'll sing at the graduation ceremony. Perhaps. Stay tuned to the Armstrong and Getty Show. There's an old man sitting next to me Making love to his tonic and gin that are interesting. We were talking about Sears earlier. <laughs> Who's going to Sears? Not Whirlpool anymore. My 84-year-old mom has me go to Sears for her to get her five-gallon bucket of laundry soap. It's always deserted, and their checkout system is inexplicable. <laughs> <laughs> five-gallon bucket of soap. You know, seriously Only gets now. it at Sears. Seriously. It dawned on me a couple of minutes ago, or, or whenever we were talking about Sears, when was the last time you were in a Sears, blah, blah, blah. And virtually all of us had the same answer. When we wanted a tool or, you know, a saw, a power tool, something like that, a leaf blower, whatever, I think of going getting a craftsman tool. I think so does so does a lot of America, at least guys above 30 years old, whatever. you got to rework Sears as a, a big tool store. Of course, they have those, don't they? Home Depot and, yeah, and right. Lowe's and all, but... I, I wonder if Sears could compete on that uh, game. I don't. I don't think of them when I need a pant, or you know, or or, or some dishes. I think they're going the way of the buggy whip, no matter yeah. what. Uh, wonder what Corker is trying to hide. He's making a mistake with his remarks. 4chan will be all over him now. Won't be surprised if a scandal comes out of the closet. That wouldn't have happened if he didn't open his mouth. There well, will I guess be, we'll see. There will be Bannon fans going after Corker. Will it be a real scandal or, or made-up stuff? Because, you know, there are people, you're going to find this hard to believe, that will assassinate your character just because they don't like you. Either works in the modern world. So uh, Bill O'Reilly showed up to the New York Times offices. He was unhappy with their front-page story that he had paid $32 million to a, a leggy blonde on Fox that he had uh, apparently harassed. $32 million. Just... 
It seems insane. A number nobody's even come close to, at least in numbers that have ever been disclosed. This is what Bill O'Reilly sounded like at the New York Times. We have physical proof that this is bullshit. Okay, so it's on you if you want to destroy my children further, right? Because it's all crap. Why don't you be human beings once? This is horrible. It's horrible what I went through. Horrible what my family went through. This is crap. And you know it. It's politically and financially motivated. And we can prove it with, with shocking information. Wow. I'd, 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 I'd look at that. Yeah, he should come forward with that. So apparently he said, because his reason for not uh, fighting these things is always he doesn't want to drag his kids through it. And apparently he also said, he's not denying this, Eric Bowling's son is dead. Eric Bowling, who worked at Fox, mm-hmm. he left his job for a sexual harassment thing, right? Yeah. Um, Eric Bowling's son is dead. He's dead because of allegations made, in my opinion, and I know this to be true, against Mr. Bowling. 19-year-old Eric Chase Bowling died September 8th in Colorado, killed himself, suicide. Yeah. Uh, Bill Horrible. O- and, yeah, so Bill O'Reilly has now apologized for saying the death of his former Fox News colleague's son was related to sexual harassment allegations against the father. Because we don't know that that's true, and, well, Eric Bowling's saying it's not. Bowling told the New York Times that O'Reilly's comment was beyond inappropriate. Bowling says his son's death was in no way connected to his parting from Fox News. Yeah, don't invoke the suicide of my son to make your point. Especially when you don't know. Yeah, that's that's weak. I mean, it would be bad under any circumstances, but you're just guessing. Don't be guessing about that. Yeah. Don't yeah. bring it up at all. Yeah, that's that's terrible. That's pretty rough. Well, listen, Billo, you've been nothing but nice to us. We chatted with you like a month ago. Uh, if you got that proof, you got to bust it out. You got to step up and defend your name at some point. I mean, your kids, I think your kids have heard the stories now. I think maybe they want to see dad stand up and, 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 and prove that this stuff isn't true. What did we figure out? The key? He's got kids that are 20 and 14. Yeah, give or take the yeah. actual month. But, hey, um, listen, kids are cruel at school, and I, I don't want that 14-year-old to have to deal with that. That's a, that's a child. A child doesn't deserve that. On the other hand, at some point, you got to step up. If you're Bill O'Reilly's kid, there, there's going to be plenty no matter what. I, yeah. I assume he's going to some sort of private, or he or she's going to some sort of private expensive school. I don't know if that helps or not. But It's a no-spin school. <laughs> <laughs> Talking points is no gum in class. <laughs> Impact segment. Jim. <laughs> Literally, the impact of a dodgeball. Now get to it. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I don't know. So if you got proof that, that this is not true, that you paid out this kind of money, that you were sexually harassing people, yeah, I suppose you ought to come forward with it. Interesting. Maybe you will. So, listen, if you want to text us, the number is 415-295-KFTC. We're in the waning moments of the petering out. But I will tell you this. Someday you will have a comment you will want to make, and instead of having to listen for the text number or try to remember it or whatever, it'll be in your contacts. 415-295-KFTC, or you can email us at armstrongandgetty at yahoo.com. Somebody texted, now that Sears is breaking up with Whirlpool, maybe it will hook up with Roebuck again. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, the uh, booty call to the X. (laughs) Right. Right. Hey, so uh, you up? (laughs) Hey, Roebuck. Hey, uh, Roebuck, it's it's been too long since we've talked. Yeah, yeah, it has. (laughs) 
What's up? <laughs> Here's your guest announcer. Isn't it time to take the old simple high road with these final thoughts? And here's your host, Joe Getty. Hey, there you go. That's strong. Nice job, sir. Nice job. Uh, Michelangelo, what's your final thought? Uh, yeah, Kid Rock isn't running for Senate, and no news on the George Foreman-Steven Seagal fight. So these are dark, sad times. <laughs> yes. <laughs> nice. Marshall Phillips, your final thought. Well, I'm running around this afternoon putting together my hospital travel pack. Got a couple of bottles of Shardy to go along with the painkillers, some stretchy pants, uh, comfortable shoes. I go under the knife 6.30 a.m. Thursday. Oh, my. Oh, my. Stretchy pants. Good idea. Yes. Positive Sean, your final thought. Yes, the uh, some some news coming out of Rapiewood. So the, the movie that the Weinstein Company had kind of been slating to be their big uh, Oscar-heavy hitter, they're not even releasing this year. They're pushing it back to next year. Looks like they don't want it to be kind of cast aside with the uh, the, the baby out with the bathwater sort of thing. Right. They didn't think they could get any votes, I'll bet. Well, it'll have the stink about it. Yeah. Jack, what's your final thought? We'll talk more about this in future days and weeks, but it's really interesting that the, the, the tax people, the Trump people, that are working on the tax plan have just given up on any restraining spending. They're just saying, look, it's never going to happen. Neither party's interested. So let's deal with reality. That's right. a major change in our uh, the way we structure government. It makes me sad and angry. I am sangry. My final thought is I spent all day yesterday hooking up a, 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 an old lawn chair to 20 car batteries. I was fashioning my own electric chair for my jury duty. But once again, they didn't need me today, so I got to check back again this afternoon. They don't let you, like, first you'd have to be on a capital case, capital punishment, and then mm. you'd, uh, you know, I, I don't think you get to carry out the execution just because you're on the jury. I don't? I'm pretty sure you don't. Do you take that with you to the jury room? <laughs> yeah. Well, that, that was today. Uh, tomorrow, la guillotine. <laughs> Barbaric! Gotta get to work. <laughs> car batteries and a lawn chair. That's right. <laughs> my, my. 20 car batteries. Guys just sitting there smoldering. Ow! <laughs> Armstrong and Getty wrapping up another grueling four-hour workday. <laughs> oh, my God. So many people think so little time. Go to armstrongandgettyradio.com if you want to get in touch with us. If there's something we ought to be talking about, send it along. We can't see everything, huh? Wearing my Astros hat. Watching the World Series tonight. First pitch, 509. Your Kid Rock for the Senate (laughs) t-shirt. I'm class through and through. We'll see you tomorrow. God bless America. This is a historic act uh, of uh, devastating incompetence. I will not sugarcoat this. This is a disappointing day for us. Big mistake, but not too bad. The fun level in this room is at an 11 right now, and that brought it down. The ride is over. The time for the clowns and the acrobats and the dancing bears has passed. Get away from here. Get. Get. And we apologize for our stupidity, and we really hope you forgive us for what we've done. Thank you, and good night. Because the show's over. What? Bye-bye. Armstrong and Getty. The Voice of the West.